Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Untold millions of years before the latest entry in the timeline, Breath of the Wild, Hylians were once accustomed to the literal goddess-sent birds called the Lothwings. These were sent down by the goddess Hylia in the hopes that the Hylians could use them to find other floating islands in far-off lands and to just protect them in general. The whole point here is that we haven't seen a real source of sky exploration in the Zelda timeline since way back at the start of the timeline with Skyward Sword. But zooming out of the gaming lore here, let's look at the fact that Skyward Sword was actually the newest 3D game in the series before Breath of the Wild came out. Perhaps they simply didn't have the power to make Link fly in the air before, or maybe the idea had never really crossed the Zelda team's mind, which I find hard to believe, but this is all just speculation. Assuming that the idea of having Link flying in the air is a somewhat new one in the Zelda team's eyes, then I for one think that there's quite a high chance that we won't go without some sort of exploration in the sky or just having Link fly in general, especially with the glimpse of the game we've been given so far. So then, this video among many others on the channel may age like absolute milk. But today I'm here to discuss the opportunities with sky exploration, and what I'd like to see the Zelda team do with it and exactly how it could be done in Breath of the Wild 2. Of course, as usual, I love skipping around points. Plus, in this series, I also really like to talk about how the Zelda team has done stuff like this in the past. So let's get that out of the way. In Skyward Sword, released back in 2011, Link had his trusty Crimson Lothwing. The dynamic between this creature and Link was immediately noticeable since your first encounter with it was saving it from behind a cave. Notably, the same place that Link first learned how to fight dastardly monsters and not just wooden practice dolls. Aside from the wing ceremony, in which you first learn how to use your new massive bird, in essence, this bird was actually used for very few things. One of the most notable things being the fact that they were used in Link's care to drop him below the cloud barrier. Through his Lothwing, Link could also travel to the Farron, Elden and Lanayru regions. Of course, this doesn't really help us when we're trying to talk about the next game and what they could do with sky exploration though. Your Crimson Lothwing was often used to open goddess chests up above the clouds and in some cases they were even used to explore other smaller islands just like Skyloft, but smaller. Most of these were used in some meaningful ways such as in SideQuest. The Lumpy Pumpkin was and still is a perfect example of this. Being able to explore any other islands that were doomed to fly above was a freeing mechanic in a game bursting at the seams with no freedom whatsoever. But being able to soar above the clouds at least gave the player the illusion that they weren't railroaded into doing a lot of stuff in that game. So with that we can deduct that the most meaningful way that Lothwings were used in the context of Breath of the Wild 2 was by being able to fly between all of the islands that were around you. So let's get into how I could see a mechanic like this working in the next game and exactly how likely it could be. What do we know of Breath of the Wild so far? Well we don't actually know anything for certain. Hopefully we'll be getting some certainties in that area in about a month and a half time, so as the title suggests, there will be a lot of speculation, especially in this section of the video. If the game takes place after the trailer, or if the teaser happens at some point in-game, then we know that Hyrule Castle flies up in the sky. With this in mind, I'm going to make an assumption that other areas in Hyrule could get a similar treatment. A few different locations come to mind. The Arbiter's Ground, something inside of Lake Hylia, Spectacle Rock, perhaps even the Akala Citadel. There are a multitude of areas that could get the Flying Island treatment. Perhaps these could all be the dungeons of the game, so just like the Divine Beast, you can always see them no matter where you are, and they always feel somewhat accessible, keeping that same open feel of the original Breath of the Wild. If this is the case, then Link needs a means of traversing up to those areas. Now, there's a very large chance that the Zelda team could simply let Link use a hookshot to shoot his way up to these dungeons, or maybe there'd just be a gust of wind from below whichever areas were broken into. And using the paraglider from the first game, Link could just fly up. 
But I'm an optimist, and I think that if we see islands flying into the sky, then there could be some kind of sky exploration. Especially if it's a reference to something like Skyward Sword. Especially since the original game's story seems to link with Skyward Sword much more than any other game in the series. Now, I've not got a real clue for how Link could fly in the sky, but I have another idea that I'll elaborate on in a second that could make the cut here. But for argument's sake, let's just say that Loftwings make a return in Breath of the Wild 2. It's unlikely, but I think it'd be a similar system if it did happen. By pressing A, you could mount the Loftwing, and you'd also be able to flap the Loftwing's wings using the A button again to bypass all of that motion controlling madness. This would add a whole new level of open to the experience. The Loftwing wouldn't be that fast, but I could see it being able to scale large heights very quickly. I doubt that the game could have an underground and sky area, but in an ideal world where Breath of the Wild 2 is the coolest, biggest game achievable by man, it'd also be amazing to have some entrances to both the underground and the sky. Meaning that there could be smaller islands, much like the flying enemy camps in Breath of the Wild's master mode, with these smaller islands leaving the normal overworld. These could leave some holes that bore underground and lead to an underground area. But this is all a pipe dream. The point is that these smaller islands could also house some sort of enemies that could shoot Link on his Loftwing. So you may want to go ahead and send all of these enemies to their demise. With the news that the Zelda team is also taking inspiration from Red Dead Redemption 2, like I've said many times at this point, it's also important to note that Link's connection to a certain Loftwing or flying animal could also be shown through petting it. Maybe giving it some food, giving it attention whilst riding it, and by just riding it in general. The higher your bond with your Loftwing or other flying animal could represent a certain stat. Or maybe it would do some special animations for the hero. Either way, this isn't an animal companion video. This is what we want to see in the sky and how we could travel up there. So let's move on to my next idea. A cool little idea that I thought up this week was having a Rito companion. Overall, this idea can be linked back to the previous one pretty heavily, but imagine Link forming a bond with a Rito, such as Tiba or Teba for example, and to be able to fly high up in the sky, even if sky exploration itself isn't inherently used, I could see this kind of dynamic coming into play in fast travel cutscenes, assuming that we won't see Link use the Sheikah Slate anymore. Since Link just disappearing into the air seems quite unlikely, unless he learns some ancient Sheikah or Yiga techniques in battle. But that's definitely a topic for another day. I could see the Rito walking around Hyrule, and if prompted, they could be used to fly upwards and be controlled. This seems very far-fetched, but when you add into the equation that we've had a similar situation with Medley in the past, it might not seem just as far-fetched anymore. The map itself wouldn't be too varied in the sky in my version of the sky. There's obviously the smaller islands with enemy camps and chests on, there's the dungeon-like islands, but what else could there be? But I'm pretty stumped on that question myself, actually. There could be the next game's equivalent to the shrines hiding somewhere on the islands, the equivalent to the Koroks maybe if they do that, Realistically though, I think that they'd mostly be used for collectible bits and pieces and really dividing the map up. If they did any more with it, then I'd be more than happy considering this is a completely crazy thing to speculate on. So what do you think could be done with the sky or airborne exploration in Breath of the Wild 2? The possibilities are pretty endless, but it's hard to think up some ideas without giving myself another headache. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching, if you enjoyed then please do leave a like rating and subscribe now, it really helps me out on the way to 1500 subscribers. The people you can see on screen right now are the coolest people in the world, and Sumji is currently riding around in his supercar, so if you'd like to join these people on screen then you can do for just £1 a month if you look at my Patreon link down in the description. Along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platform so you can catch up with me. For the Now thank you for listening to that episode, if you enjoyed it please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode, and don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you, just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.